0: During the fight for Texas independence, how many Texians could say that they were at almost all the battles, including the Battle of the Alamo and the Battle of San Jacinto? One man could. Question, who was this Texian patriot who fought so hard for Texas independence? Then, soon after the birth of Texas, would be forced to leave the land that he fought for. Welcome to San Antonio, Antonio, Texas. Texas by an Order of a Spanish Viceroy on a beautiful Sunday morning, May the 1st, 1718. A friar by the name of Antonio de Olivares met with the governor, Martin de Alarcón, and about 30 families, including some Native Americans, for a small ceremony near a river, officiating the founding of a new Spanish mission by putting mud and straw together. They call this new mission, San Antonio de Valero. And who would have imagined then that this single ceremonial act 300 years ago would set in motion the many local historical events that witnessed the long and gradual transformation of that inconsequential pile of straw and mud to become one of this country's most prominent metro centers, also known as Military City, the modern-day city of San Antonio. These are the accounts of the many visionary individuals who were proud to call this city their home. Who have become part of this city's colorful historical past and whose personal contributions many times assisted in advancing this Texas city into the future in a positive way. Welcome to San Antonio, Texas. Tricentennial City is on a mission. Thanks for joining us again and welcome. My name is Gonzo and I'm your host. This is another historical and educational audio capsule in our series, San Antonio, Tricentennial City on a Mission. Today's episode is titled, Tejano Patriot. The city of San Antonio de Bejar has a fascinating and colorful history going back for 300 years. For more than 200 years, Texas was part of Spain's empire in the Americas, then known as Texas. Incidentally, the word Texas comes from a Native American tribe. It's the Caro Native American word for friend or ally. But then, in 1821, Spanish Texas became Mexican Texas when Mexico achieved independence from Spain. So, in that moment in history, San Antonio de Bejar became part of a brand new country. Mexico. And in less than 20 years, Mexicanos from Texas called Tejanos and recent Anglo residents of Texas planned to break away and rebel against this new country of Mexico. This was the beginning of Texas liberty and independence. And independence came at a cost. Many men and women, both Anglos and Mexicanos, gave and sacrificed so much. Sometimes everything for this Texas independence cause. Today we remember and honor individuals of that rebellion, names who are forever etched in our minds as Texas heroes. Men like Sam Houston, Jim Bowie, Colonel William Barrett Travis, Captain James Fanning, Stephen F. Austin, David Crockett, and James Bonham. These are the names that always come to mind. But if I was to say who was Juan Seguin and what did he personally contribute, lose or risk to ensure Texas freedom, sovereignty and independence, would you know, I ask you, who was Juan Seguin? Juan Neponceno Seguin, also known as Juan Seguin, was born in 1806 in San Antonio de Béjar, New Spain in what is now San Antonio, Texas, to a prominent San Antonio family, once again was a Tejano revolutionary and politician who helped to establish the independence of Texas, and once again was from San Antonio. His family had a house near the Plaza of San Fernando, and his family also had a ranch near what is now Floresville, called Casablanca. Juan's great grandfather arrived in San Antonio soon after the city was founded in 1718 making the Seguins one of the first families to settle in this new city of San Antonio de Bejar. And once father, Erasmo Seguin, along with Juan Antonio Navarro, two prominent citizens and ranchers of San Antonio at the time, were the Spanish gentlemen appointed by the Spanish governor that were very instrumental in aiding Moses Austin first and then later on Stephen F. Austin with the installation and settlement of the old 300 families the actual first 300 families to legally settle in Texas, in some of the most beautiful land that God has ever created in East Texas. The Seguins and the Navarros welcomed their new Anglo neighbors to their land. Soon after, Mexico becomes a new nation, and this new country acquired new presidential leadership in the form of one man who would later lead his new nation into war with Texas. Presidente, Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana. In Mexican Texas, many individuals in San Antonio, including Juan Seguin, wanted Texas to be its own Mexican state and sided with Stephen F. Austin who wanted autonomy for this region. As a teenager in Mexico, Juan had a strong interest in politics. In 1829, Juan Seguin was elected alderman of San Antonio de Bejar at the age of 23 and became the mayor of San Antonio in 1833. So right at the beginning of the Texas Revolution, Juan Seguín was just a young man and the mayor of San Antonio. But by 1835, just two years later, political tensions escalated between the Mexican government and both the Anglos and Tejanos in Texas, and both groups objected to Mexican Presidente Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana's harsh regime. So, the Anglos and the Tejanos decided to stand united against Mexico. And since Juan Seguin was a man of passion and action, especially action, Seguin gladly joins with the Texas Revolutionary Movement to rid the area of Santa Ana's rule. In 1835 and in 1836, Seguin recruits and commands fighting men for the Texian army, mostly Tejano friends from San Antonio and surrounding areas friends like Gregorio Sparza. At the start of the Texas War for Independence, Stephen F. Austin commissioned Juan Seguin, a captain in the new Texian army, and was given the task of supplying the Texian troops with food and provisions. What does that mean? Because the Seguins and other prominent families in the San Antonio area like the Navarros had money and resources, Stephen F. Austin, leader of the Texian Rebellion, asked once again's family to organize and secure food, supplies, rifles, horses, wagons, all for a new Texian army of freedom fighters. And they did. At the same time, Juan then sent out scouting parties to the missions of San Antonio in search of a suitable base camp for the Texians. So by the fall of 1835, just two years after taking the office of mayor of San Antonio, A young Capitan once again was feeding, supplying, and finding safe shelter for a newly organized Texian resistance force. And now the stage is set for the birthing of a new nation. From October 1835 to April 1836, 12 battles would take place in Texas that would determine the final outcome of this war. And it would seem that history would put once again right smack in the middle of all these major battles and events. Juan had a front row seat and personally witnessed the birthing of this new nation, Texas. Once again bravely fought in and participated in all of the following historical events. He was there, once again participated in the Battle of Concepcion, along with Texian leader and personal friend Colonel jamboui and Captain James Fanning. He was there. Juan also fought at the Siege of Bejar, where Texians and Tejanos captured San Antonio de Bejar from General Santana's brother-in-law, General Perfecto Cos. He was there. Juan Seguin was also a defender at the Alamo, along with some of his closest Tejano friends. And yes, he would lose his good friends there. He was there. After the Alamo Juan's orders for his unit, from General Sam Houston were to guard the rear of the retreating Texian Army during what is now called the Runaway Scrape. During the Runaway Scrape, many times his unit engaged advanced units of the Mexican Army to keep the retreating Texian Army safe. He was there. Captain, once again, was part of the Texian force led by General Sam Houston at the highly successful Battle of San Jacinto near the modern day city of Houston, Texas and he led a group of Tejanos at that battle. And after the battle, defeated General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana, personally surrendered Texas to General Sam Houston. And then Santa Ana surrendered the city of San Antonio de Bejar to now Lieutenant Colonel Juan Seguin. And then Texas was born. Texas patriot Juan Seguin was just shy of his 30th birthday. And yes, he was there. Now let's fast forward to about five or six years into this new Texas Republic. How quickly they forget. It seemed then, like just yesterday, Texians and Tejanos were in the fight of their lives, fighting side by side against a common enemy. But in five short years after the Battle of San Jacinto, San Antonio de Bejar had changed from being predominantly Tejano to becoming predominantly Anglo. The new arrivals of Anglos now outnumbered the local Tejanos five to one. The best way to describe the relationship between the Tejanos and the Anglos in San Antonio after the war was not good. And in 1842, Juan Seguin was once again elected mayor of San Antonio de Bejar. But some of the newly arrived Anglo population did not know or care who Juan Seguin was. And soon, San Antonio's own son, our loyal, fighting, determined hometown patriot, who sacrificed so much for Texas, would be leaving Texas, the country he personally helped create. Imagine, if you will, this headline on a San Antonio newspaper of the time. Wealthy rancher, Texas patriot, and mayor of San Antonio once again forced to abandon his mayoral post and relocate his family to Mexico due to deadly threats. This new Texas was not ready to allow Tejano participation in government. Oh yeah, Seguin was elected as a Texas Senator from 1837 to 1840 and worked closely with Congressman Jose Antonio Navarro to ensure legislation that would be in the best interest of citizens of Spanish descent in Texas who were quickly becoming the political minority. But that soon changed in 1842, when once again was forced by his enemies to leave because there was a new saying, a popular slogan being circulated among the Anglo population of San Antonio de Bejar and repeated everywhere. Texas for Texans. And that did not include once again or his family. San Antonio, Texas, once a Spanish, then a Mexican, then a Tejano city, would not see another Hispanic mayor for 139 years. The next Hispanic mayor of this tricentennial city would be elected in 1981. His name, Henry Cisneros. What can you tell a man who helped in the building of a nation, Texas, only to be expelled from that nation because of his race? Many years later, after the Mexican-American War in 1848, once again is finally given permission to return to Floresville, Casablanca. But there were no parades waiting for him, or invitations to be honored in Austin or San Antonio as a living hero of the Texas Revolution. Only the city that bears his name, just east of San Antonio, honored him in his lifetime. Juan Seguin was a man who fed a new army when it was hungry, a man who provided them with the tools and supplies that they needed to achieve their objection of winning the war. Juan Seguin served and protected Texians. And Juan Seguin served proudly and bravely in its front lines, all in the name of Texas liberty for both Tejanos and Anglos. He was a man who served his country. I ask you again, who was Juan Seguin? I think I can probably say that Juan was one of the finest citizens San Antonio has ever produced. He was from one of San Antonio's oldest families. Juan was a young, brave man who rose to the rank of lieutenant colonel in the Texian Army during the Revolution. He was the mayor of San Antonio on several occasions and an early Texas senator of the Republic. Juan was a true Texas patriot, a Tejano patriot. He wasn't only a Tejano, he was a Texan. And once again, should be remembered as that, a true Texan during our tricentennial celebrations. He was our very own. Once again, thank you for your service to our country, Texas.